Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, thanks for listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. If you want to be the first to know when we drop new episodes, subscribe to us on the iTunes store. Here's the show. I think we're in, guys. <laughs> I think our podcast started already. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> oh, boy. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, our timer's going. Hello, and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk, our podcast where we talk about movies and give pumps. Raw. <laughs> 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 it's a movie podcast, isn't it? Wait, it's a movie podcast where we give pumps. Yeah, that's right. Gosh, I was making a dumb face in the beginning, so we're okay. Am I looking at this camera, or are we all looking at this one? Where are we? What's my motivation? Hey, center camera. Let's start. And we introduce ourselves. Look at the camera directly across from you. But what's my motivation? What is my character thinking in this scene? Why do I care about any of this? All right, here we go. Hello, and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. I'm Jordan Wonders, and I'll be your chunk for the week. I'm Doge. And I am the vice chunksident of the chunk knighted chunks of chunk America. <laughs> and I'm David Bleese, and I'm your hunk in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, with that introduction, we are uh, saddened to say. Um, That's probably the last time we're going to laugh for about the next 50 minutes. <laughs> we, we have some unfortunate things to talk about today. We have um, some bad news. <laughs> the entirety of this podcast is, in fact, going to be about the movie... Suicide, Suicide Squad. Ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka. Wrong movie, wrong movie. I need a case to love me better. <laughs> yeah, so this movie, um, it exists, it's real, it's not a prank. And uh, I think the first thing that we should do is kick it over to Doge, see if somehow we can find some sort of uniting thread that goes throughout this entire masterpiece. It was a dark and cold winter night. Uh, the weather had been weird. There was one little boy, and he was out riding his bike, and it was a big lightning storm. Um, thunder was very loud and very scary, and so he ran to take shelter inside a mall 
Um, lo and behold, lightning actually struck the roof of the mall. Um, and Hot Topic came to life. Uh, and it lasts just over two hours, and it stars Will Smith and a bunch of other people. Um, and it's called Suicide Squad. And it won an Oscar! And it won an Oscar. Did it really win an Oscar? It won an Oscar. For what? Isn't it costume design? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the Oscar-winning David Ayer film, uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. So hurts. this movie is... <laughs> basically, the premise of this movie is... Uh, there's bad guys, super villains, mm. uh, who are in a and prison called Bell Rev, uh, and they are drafted into s- the service of Amanda Waller, um, and they are injected with bombs in their necks to make sure they comply, and she asks them to save the world. And they become some kind of like like Suicide Squad or something? <laughs> what, what are we, some sort of... Two chunks and a hunks movie podcast where we get pumps and dumps. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really all this movie's about. In contrast to BVS, which was just a whole bunch of information, I feel like this movie is not really about much of anything. It's Most not, of the movie yeah. feels like it's act three of another movie. Yep. Well, and it picks up where we left off at BVS, <laughs> which is the death of Superman. Mm. Yeah. And they're thinking, what if Superman jumped into the Oval Office and grabbed the president. What if this next Superman is like one of these bad guys? A bad Superman. Yeah. Well, I have a plan. <laughs> we get a bunch of other bad guys <laughs> to do some good. Instead of saying, hey, you guys remember that, that like bat vigilante? <laughs> yeah. And also the, the jump girl that, with like, the sword? Princess jump girl? Yeah. Who, like helped Superman? <clears throat> Save the city. What if we try to get in touch with them somehow? If only one of those two people had a way, like a beam we could nope, shine into the nope, sky. Nope, not going to work. Oh, not going to work. And here's why it's not going to work. What if we did something different? <laughs> That's true. That's true. What if we gave you a movie full of villains? Oh. Quote, unquote, villains. Quote, unquote, villains. Who... By the way, this movie is our first intro- introduction to so many oh huge goodness, characters yeah. that it's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. There, there are so many firsts in this movie. First time that we mm-hmm. meet so many important people that it's just like, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, <you're> not, <laughs> I don't even care. You don't care about anybody in this I don't. movie. There was no. No, and, 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 there could have been an explosion. We're like, all right, yeah. I, get, I, get to, I get to leave the movie now. Yeah. The most important absence of a character in this movie that I think a lot of people are overlooking is where's Perry White? Yeah. <laughs> He's our anchor. He's kind of our guy that grounds us. <laughs> they promise. How is his office going right now? Yeah. Is it in disarray? I need to know where Lois wants the chopper. On the roof? In the lawn across we the street? We don't have budget for that. Lois wants a chopper. But one thing I do want to say is pretty much right off the bat, we're given an introduction to our two quote-unquote main characters, the yeah. which yeah, would yeah. be Deadshot and Harley. Mm-hmm. And in Deadshot's introduction, we are shown um, him and his Which daughter. Introduction? Yeah, is this we have three introductions that's true. to we Deadshot in this movie. The, the one where he's walking his daughter. Okay. Um, when we're introduced to Deadshot as the... I'm going to use the word lovable, although that never really exists, but <laughs> as the lovable dad who murders people but wants <laughs> his daughter to go to a good school... One thing I want to address right off the bat, straight out the gate, yep. is the appearance of Batman in this scene. Yeah. Because there is something that I take huge issue with before the movie even really gets rolling. And that is, it is clear that this movie has been written around the premise of let's make sure that these bad guys look like good guys. Because in that first scene, Batman lets a little girl step in between him and a gun and just stands there, yeah. allowing this young girl to protect Batman from a gun. 
And that's not Batman at all? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, not even a little not bit. at all? In, in what universe uh, would Batman allow this small girl well, to stand between him and a gun? I wrote it in my notes right here when I was watching this. Having watched BVS like a week ago, why doesn't Batman kill him? Seriously. Why doesn't Batman kill Deadshot? <laughs> that's a great point. He kills everybody. Why, why does Batman, instead of going, like, whipping a gun out, why doesn't Batman instead just, like, pop out some handcuffs? Why on earth is Deadshot still alive? Well, and it's crazy that they take some parts of Batman that they've created in this universe and they completely disregard other other things they put in this universe. So, like, yeah, he kills everybody except when they want the character except, to live. Except right. if it's Joker, Harley, or Deadshot. <laughs> yeah, because when, when Harley is drowning, Batman's like, I have to save her. Guess I'll save her. <laughs> okay. Random henchman. <laughs> All right. I, I know that I'm treading on very, very thin ice right now. But the moment when Batman, like, just, I think the only appropriate verb is bops Harley in the face <laughs> underwater. <laughs> I've laughed every time I've seen that because it's just, something about it is so funny. Like, it's so, like, just three stooges, like, well, she's, she's done. And there are two scenes in this movie, that one and where Harley runs into the pole where it looked like a four-year-old was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that was that just me? No, seriously. No, no. She, it, she, it was, she, it was, it was so fake. Pole falls down, and Ike Barinholtz is at the gate, just like <laughs> gee, crazy, right? <laughs> what a what a goober. Although I will say that actually brings me to something. One of the the few things that I enjoyed, I thought Ike Barinholtz was pretty funny. Ike Barinholtz is the the guard with the gap in his teeth at Bell Rev Prison. Oh, I hated yeah, him. I, I laughed. I did not think he I was laughed that a couple times. I think maybe it's just because I like Ike Barinholtz already. Really honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I did not like the character, but I want to go back to that scene where Batman steps in front of Yeah. Cuz it it's it's a dump that travels from BVS. Yeah. which is they portray Batman as someone who's like constantly behind the eight ball. Like right. he, he yeah. never has information. Yeah. And I I was <laughs> at the beginning of the movie they're like how did you get? How did you get Deadshot? And they were like, "I gave a tip to the bat." You're like, he wouldn't need a tip. <laughs> he doesn't need a tip. Yeah, exactly. Well, since when is Batman like, oh, oh What'd my you goodness? For me? Wait, wait, give me, let me get a pen. Let me get a pen. Where, where's he at? Where's he gonna <laughs> be? Deadshot. <laughs> the T. Who sorry, is this sorry, guy? Does anybody have a different pen? <laughs> my pen's out. Of, does anybody have a different pen? <laughs> like he's an idiot in this yeah, universe. He is. He's got. He Who are you? What's your like? There's more metahumans, and he's like, "Oh, thanks for this tip, man. I'm so excited." Thanks for this binder marked "Top Secret" in big, giant red oh, capital letters. Deadshot is a better vigilante in this Batman. universe than Batman. Batman. Yes. All right. Uh, let's get let's get rolling through the. Let's just start trudging through this swamp. Of a movie, I, I think, the suicide swamp. I didn't want to open. I didn't want to open with this because I don't want to open with a compliment for this movie. <laughs> it did win an Oscar. It did apparently win <laughs> the an Oscar-winning movie. Yeah. Um, but I think, like most DC films, I thought it was a good idea to do a Suicide Squad movie. I, hear me. I don't know if you disagree with me. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, you wait, wait, just wait. in general. I feel like every good thing I have to say, like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> let me say it, let me say it, let me say it. <laughs> no, let me finish. <laughs> but I think there's an animated film called uh, Escape from Arkham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought it's a cool... It's a cool idea to have a movie where the villains are forced to, oh, yeah. to act good f- because they're going to die, and it gets it gets time off their sentence Completely. the more that they do. Yeah. I thought the movie should have been more like Arkham, Yep. Yeah. Escape from Arkham. I thought that this movie would be so much better if rather than doing one task, like they, they just come together for one big mission, I thought they should have done so many tiny missions like different heists and different yeah. things they have Grow, to do. Like growing together as a team. And they grow yeah. together because obviously that's what they wanted to do. They wanted sure. to be like, hey, they, we want these people to be family at the end of this. And in the middle of the movie, they're like, hey man, 
We're family, dog. And you're like, when? <laughs> All you did was kill some like mud people. I do have, I, and I want to say that we shouldn't skip around too much, but what what linear narrative is this in this movie that we need to respect enough not to skip around? <laughs> it won so, an Oscar, Jordan. What I'll say is at one point in this movie, Harley Quinn delivers the line, you messed with my friends as though that's justification for being angry. And it's like, first of all, you guys have known each other, known each other for roughly 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. Like two days. Second of all, you've done nothing to become friends. No. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and she said she uses friends. Uh, El Diablo says you messed with my family. Yeah. Yeah, he pulled yeah. a Vin Diesel and was like, that's my family, <laughs> that's my family. bro. That's actually, let, let's talk about the introductions of these characters yeah. because yeah. I have real beef with El Diablo in this movie, <laughs> but what do I not have beef with in this movie? So I, I actually liked the one. I liked the opening of Deadshot where, you know, he, all the bullets are falling. It was great. I thought that was a really cool scene. I think one of my only pumps of this movie. I honestly think those like little title cards for every character were pretty. I thought that was cool. Yeah, pretty <laughs> cheesy. I actually hated those. I thought it was there, cool. there were a couple of their introductions that were awesome. I didn't love the like splash on camera of like yeah. dead sh- like all yeah, that. It's stuff. like what if we could show like a little scene introducing each main character and then at the end just have their Pokemon <laughs> card on that says like what right. they can do, what they're good at, what they're bad at. Well, and I think that mo- that this movie used that as a way to be like we don't have to tell you who anybody is. Yeah, we don't need yeah. to establish these we're characters. We're just gonna do flash we? it on screen yeah, for five you'll figure, seconds. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> It's yeah. just ridiculous. It's a very lazy way to introduce characters. So, soon after Deadshot, we're introduced to Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. For some reason, dangling from the top of her prison cell? You know, because she's good at the trapeze. It's just absurd. Yeah, they, they made yeah. it out as though she is a flying Grayson, like she's a circus person. Yeah. That's a reference to uh, Dick Grayson, yeah. the first Robin, who later becomes Nightwing. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Jordan, for uh, completely <laughs> ostracizing all of these people. Just like, I'll just mention it. They'll figure it out. But they, they, they told Snyder on us. They, the way that they include it is like, well, obviously, Harley is an acrobat. Yeah. Like, you should Duh. know that. It's like, no. Duh. Yeah. Didn't know that. Who, who comes after Harley? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, somebody. I can tell you the character that I despise the most in this movie. I hope it's the same. Boomerang. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I hate him too, but. Why <laughs> is Boomerang in this elite group? But no, I'm with you. Why, what skill set does he bring to the table? Nothing. Other than, other than ripping off Deadpool's unicorn joke. Yeah. Like from, from the movie Deadpool. Yeah. They a thousand percent stole that unicorn joke. And to be fair, I know very little about Captain Boomerang in the comics. Maybe so that's a thing. Maybe yeah. he has a history with unicorns. <laughs> yeah, regardless, I don't know. it seemed ill-timed. But he, he, he. We don't see him do anything <laughs> except drink beer, which was maybe a way to get a, like a laugh, like <laughs> drink a beer on the job. What a, what a crazy <laughs> guy. What a goober. We're the bad guys, remember? <laughs> like that's how they wrote it off. Is like he's a bad guy, Harley course, Quinn. Yeah, you know, I've been working okay. on it. Jordan is going to do his Harley Quinn voice for the rest of the podcast now. <laughs> Everything he says. Yeah. nine thousand times. <laughs> Good um, grief. But yeah, Boomerang. Who's your least favorite? Killer Croc. Oh, yeah. I hated he's so Killer bad. Croc. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. What a terrible rendition of such a cool villain. Yeah. Killer Croc is, I mean, he should have been tragic. I mean, yeah. we should have been revealed his story of how he was like treated as a monster from a young age, how that yeah. caused him to like hate himself, hate humans, hate the people that came to watch him. Instead, it was just like, what's up? I live in a sewer and I'm like, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The only line we get is, Evolution took a step backwards with this one. They treated him like a monster, so he became a monster. 
Cool. That's it. Cool. Yeah. On Which, to the next one. Honestly, on to the though, next. This, this whole movie is literally the dialogue in this movie was had to be written by an alien, somebody who had <laughs> never heard an actual conversation before, because every word is snappy quip response, snappy quip response, snappy quip. That's the whole movie. I you know? have an even weirder observation about the dialogue in this movie. Give it to me. Um, and I actually had to check and Google to see if the word chopper was copyrighted. Because they do not say chopper or helicopter it's in Hilo. this movie. They say Hilo yep. and they say bird. Yeah. I've never, I've heard bird. I've never heard Hilo yeah. except for this movie. Yeah. But every single time they refer to him, they're like, and the Hilo, Hilos are coming in. Hilos are coming in. Waller's got her Hilo. Oh, Waller's Hilo just went down. <laughs> the birds are coming. And it's just like, well, <laughs> say chopper. Everything. The whole movie, the whole movie has this like, jargon woven in to where everything is made to sound a little more confusing than it actually is. <laughs> and I think it's to trick the audience into being like, they probably know what they're talking about. Cause yeah. I didn't understand that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when in killer croc to me was someone who at least like you'd see him and be like, okay, put him on the squad. He can kill people. Yeah. Boomerang. You're like, who, what is he going to yeah. do? Yeah. And then, uh, we're not even introduced to this character. He's just the character that we have to kill off to prove that Slipknot the yeah, Slipknot things doesn't work. have a title card. Is anybody surprised yeah. that Slipknot dies? No. Well, yeah. and, and they're the way they describe him, they're like, that's Slipknot. Oh, the guy that can climb anything. And Except like, when his head blows up. Yeah, it's just like, that's his, <laughs> that you included a climbing bullet? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So we get introduced to all of our characters. Um, and then we have the, the gear up scene where they all get their gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the briefing scene, which makes the rest of the movie. And this is honestly, we get about forty minutes of introduction to all these characters. The briefing scene comes at about about thirty forty minutes into the movie, um, and it makes everything after that feel like Act Three of a different movie. Yeah, like this would be the equivalent of if in Star Wars. 40 minutes into the movie, we get the scene where they're like, and the Death Star has a trench and a small one man fighter would be able to get in and launch some proton torpedoes. Yeah. Like they get the briefing of like, this is your mission. This is what you got to do to save the day. And it's like, that is supposed to come at act three. There's still an hour and a half of this movie. There's left. still so yeah. much of this movie. Well, left. And so one, one thing that I do want to, want to <clears throat> jump back to during that scene is when we're introduced to Enchantress, we are immediately told in that moment, like, Oh, by the way, she's going to be the bad guy. Yeah. And also, how terrible of an archaeologist is she? Because she enters this cave, picks up a relic, and just snaps the head <laughs> off of it. Yep. She goes, hmm, break. Indiana would have some things to say about I, that. I watched that, and I, I paused the movie, and I was like, Did that, like she's, she's the archaeologist, and then, boop. She's, and it's a quick reference. She's introduced as Dr. June Moon. She looks no older than me. Mm-hmm. And I, I lit- there literally have not been enough years in my life for me to have a doctorate by this point. Well, <laughs> she's on, really smart though. Guys. On top yeah. of that, Cara Delevingne, is that how you pronounce her name? I'm not sure. It's Enchantress. Enchantress <laughs> Delevingne really just phones it in for the entirety of this movie. I well, mean, I mean, to be fair, she is a model. Yeah. But clearly still. not a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you didn't like her uh, deathly wiggle dance at the end of the movie? She just looked like those guys, those like inflatable guys from the front of a car dealership. She was like, (laughs) they call it the the death shimmy. (laughs) That's that's how how we know she's in the whole movie. We're like, that 
That's bad dancing that's right bad there. Dancing. That's She's how a evil. bad guy she dances. Must be evil. Have you ever seen Batman dance? He dances different than that. <laughs> he dances so good. That's how you know bad he guys does dance. the Batusi. So before we move on from introducing characters, I want to touch on the biggest travesty of a character in this entire movie. The Joker. Yeah. I don't agree with that. You don't agree no. with that? The biggest travesty meaning... Of a character. Yeah, like... The, the worst the translation worst of a character from what it should be I'm to what it became right is the now. Joker. The Joker is my super dump on this movie. Fair enough. He is so awful. Such a far cry from any comic iteration of the Joker that I'm familiar with. Yep. Not, not a super dump, but definitely a huge dump for me. The Joker is just like my, my biggest problem with the Joker ultimately boils down to, they gave him this obsession with the mob lifestyle and cars and clearly like being flashy, which in my opinion takes away everything that makes the Joker so terrifying, which is a singular mind obsessed with only Batman. Yeah. But even on top of that, his speaking voice is okay. Everything else, the way he dresses, his terrible Joker laugh, his neon green hair, everything about it is the cringiest thing. I've, the whole time I was on screen, or he was on screen, I was just watching going, they bought, the, they bought his costume at Hot Topic. Okay, I know I'm they did. I'm going to take you one step farther. His speaking voice sounds like Jim Carrey. Like yeah, he sounds yeah, exactly was, there was like a, Jim Carrey There was a talks. Ace Ventura it, type it, I've, voice to Honestly, him. it feels like Jim Carrey's Riddler. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, the thing that I thought I didn't hate the Joker. I thought he I was ter- <laughs> I thought he was terrifying. I thought he was super creepy. No. Um, I feel like they they kind of just got one aspect of the Joker, which is he's crazy, right? Yeah, and that's the one that they fixated on. Yeah, I feel like you know Heath Ledger's Joker was the the anarchist. He was the one that was like, oh, I, I, I'm just gonna burn everything. Like I don't care about anything. And sh- I hate structure. And then Jack Nicholson's Joker was kind of more of a clown, you know, kind of just uh, or, yeah. or more of a uh, just a thief, a murderer that's a clown. So yeah. I feel like they zoned in and they wanted to give us a Joker that we hadn't seen before. Because if you introduce the Joker, we're all going to be like, boo, we yeah. love Heath Ledger, boo. Right. So yeah. they went so far to the other end of the spectrum. And I think that did come back and bite them. But I didn't hate the Joker. See, I feel like what they did was they said, we're going to give them a Joker they've never seen before. And by that, we mean we're not going to give them the Joker even a little bit. And we're going to call him the Joker. The worst part about the Joker for me in this movie was that he actually really did seem to truly love Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, because in the comics, that is a very like Stockholm syndrome relationship. Like, oh, it's he's, terrible. He's yeah. horrible to her. Oh, and there were, there were scenes that they cut that showed that there, there was an entire scene where, um, he was, she badmouths him and he like hits her and she comes back to him and it really shows the abusive relationship, like what it's supposed to be. But they cut that out to make it more of like an actual romantic relationship. And that's not Joker Harley, no, Harley Quinn. No, not at all. Well, in the comics, even by the time she's part of the Suicide Squad, she has chosen she to leave Joker. Joker. Yeah, 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 she's, yeah, she's done with him. I, I was telling my wife when we were watching this, they should have, just like they should have done a Batman movie and then BVS, I think they should have done a Joker movie yep. and, then, and then and had Harley Quinn in it, not just four flashbacks of their relationship and little tidbits, but yeah. Actual, show, it. Yeah. Yep. show the relationship. And then at the end of the movie, she leaves him. She hates the Gets Joker. Gets arrested. Joins the Suicide yep. Squad. Because again, in Escape from Arkham, she hates the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. And they run into the Joker and she like wants to kill him. Yeah. And, and, then ends up, and then ends up going back to him because yeah. it's that kind of abusive relationship. Yeah. I yeah. thought that would have been way more fun to, to watch. Yeah. I, complete, I completely agree. I think that would have been 
much better than what we were actually doing. Imagine this movie. It starts off the same. They go to Midway City uh, for some unknown threat. Find out that the threat is the Joker. And Waller put Harley on the team as a way to get in close to the Joker. Mm, yeah, and trying good. to use Harley as bait to betray the Joker. But imagine this, though. They send the team to Midway City. And instead of what you just said, they fight a giant blue beam shooting into the sky for no yeah. reason yeah, yeah, yeah. and nothing happens and there's no consequences or nothing gets I'm resolved. I'm with Jordan on this one though. Sorry. I think that sounds like a much, that, to me that sounds like a movie that would win an Oscar. Oh, it totally does. You're so right. Doesn't that sound like an Oscar winning movie like idea? Oscar, Oscar winning oh, David Ayer picture. And what yeah. I would love to zone in on is the blue beam in the sky. Gosh. How many movies are going to do that before we realize that's stupid? So far, 66%. At this point, 66% of the DCEU has concluded with a blue beam in the sky. That's true. Our, our options right now for DC movies are blue beam in the sky, which is world engine and enchantress <laughs> with a circling ring of trash. Yep. yep. Or just a big old CGI frog. <laughs> well, and something that this movie or these movies don't understand is if you put the climax of the movie that everybody on earth is going to die then we as the audience know, wait, isn't this movie planned till like there more? 2025? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So clearly they're going to win, so it, take, it takes all tension out of the movie. Yeah. S- Suicide Squad should never, ever be a global threat scaled no. group of people. Their missions should always be heists. They should be small infiltrations. They yes. should be things that a small group of people, most without superpowers, can handle. Yeah. Imagine if this was like an Ocean-style yeah. movie. Yeah. Which is what it should have I would have loved that. Yeah. But but the problem is they they wanted to make, this, make it this huge threat to which I'm sitting there going where's, where's Batman? Batman where's yeah. Wonder Woman give it to Yo, me where's Flash? the Flash Flash exists yes he Flash could be in two where seconds Flash? what are they doing yeah well and something that I think the Dark Knight gets really right is at the end of the movie the climax of the movie is there's two boats one of innocent people one of criminals and he gives them the trigger to the opposite boat and one of the boats is going to explode as the moviegoer we can watch that and say one or both of these boats might explode. It's possible. It's like definitely, it yeah. yeah. And the movie can still happen. Yeah, yeah. And there can still Following be a third movies, movie, yeah. and we're just going to have to deal with these consequences. Like, is this what's going to turn Batman into someone who's crazy, someone who That's goes so into good. hiding? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, if, if, if Dark Knight Rises climax, or the Dark Knight climax was the entire world's going to end, we're like, okay, well, he's going to save the day clearly. Yeah, yeah. because there's got to be more. And yeah, the, DC, yeah. the DCU doesn't seem to understand that. No, yeah. Every movie is like, and if they don't stop them, the whole world's going to explode. But also we have movies coming through the end of 2025. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we, we heard you. We heard you, audience. We, we love, love these movies. We know you love these movies. What can we do? We, we can't say no to that face. <laughs> well, and, and, and that, that's one of many, obviously, many problems with this movie that, that I think all three of us would probably agree on. Um, but let's get into some more of the problems yeah. with the movie. Um, for instance... Mm. Every scene after the intros where they're gearing up. (laughs) Yeah. Literally everything after that. Yeah. Gearing up to go on the mission. Yeah. Yeah. I will say to the movie's credit, I'll give a pump, not a super pump, but I will give a pump to the scene uh, where Deadshot shows how good he is at shooting at the shooting range. That's pretty cool. That's the only intro to him we need, though. Yeah. We don't need the Batman one, and we don't need the contract one. I completely agree. Uh, But but that was cool, though. That really bogs down this movie. and. I will say this. So this was my second time to watch this movie. I responded much more favorably to it this time. Um, 
And you guys, if you neither of you use your super pump, if you want to take your super dump on me, <laughs> you absolutely can. You can kick me off the podcast one chunk and one hunk. Um, but I like, I think I liked this better than BVS this time. Oh no! no. And I I finished it and I went. I think I get why people like this movie. Will Smith comes very close to saving this movie. Uh, I loved I loved Will Smith in this movie. Wow. Um, I think this movie, and I'm so sorry if I'm, I, I may offend some of our, uh, some of our chunkies out there. Uh, this movie to me feels like it fits in more with like the Transformers Fast and Furious crowd of like, <laughs> not for me, but yeah. it is kind of a, a action movie where you can go turn your brain off. As a, as you said a, remove your brain from the equation completely. As a movie for me, I still didn't love it, but I did leave going, you know what, I I think I get it. I think I get why people like this movie. I'm going to put my uh, super dump on Doge. Yeah, yeah, I deserve it. I deserve it. Give <laughs> yeah. it to me. Doge, I respect your opinion, and I uh, completely disagree with it. Um, but I, I, I will agree with this. I, I, Will Smith was the best part of the movie. Yeah. In, in fact, um, we'll get to it in a little bit, but he's involved in my super pump. We're not quite to, to that point yet. But okay. I, I, I also loved Will Smith. Nothing that he could have done by himself could have come anywhere close to saving this movie, in my opinion. There, there is genuinely, for me, there is no saving this movie. Yeah. This yeah. movie is a dirty diaper. I, I, I'll disagree with Will Smith being the best part. I thought Harley Quinn was the best part of this movie. Okay, interesting. And I, and I think that she actually was did a lot of odes and was pretty close to the Harley Quinn in the comics. I thought there were so many things that I saw where she was like, you're ruining date night. Or she was like, Batsy, Batsy, Batsy. Like there were certain, yeah, yeah. certain things she did where I was like, that's, that's Harley Quinn. She may be the most comics accurate character we've gotten in the DCEU thus far. See, I still disagree. Why? Really? Her and El Diablo both just flipped my cringe switch so hard this movie. Everything Harley did the whole movie, I was just like, ugh. Like she's just... It's like you're Tumblr like, came to life and became a girl you didn't like in when she real licked life. the bar. No! <laughs> I didn't like when she licked the bar. I didn't like when she had a hammer and then five seconds later had a bat. Where did the bat come from? Where did the hammer go? I don't understand. You're, see, that's the thing, man. You just gotta let go and let the squad take you on a trip. <laughs> no, you gotta take I you on refuse. a journey. And here's the thing I'm gonna make you even angrier at me. So tell me again, who flipped your cringe meter? Can I tell you why before you yeah, tell yeah. me you liked El Diablo? Because yeah. I feel like that's what you're about to say. Tell me why. So um, El Diablo was set up to be the emotional payoff of this movie. His story was set up to be the redemption arc. He was set up to be the guy that accidentally underestimated his powers and ruined his family yeah. and that he was going to have an opportunity to save his metaphorical family here at the end with these incredible powers. But instead what we got is just this guy who knows people for 48 hours, calls them family, turns into a fire demon and wins. I don't understand. Yeah. So take the things that you didn't like minimize that window. It's in the taskbar Now we can't see it. Let's maximize the window of the good things about El Diablo. El Diablo is my super pump for no! this movie. <laughs> 100%, 100%. And I'm going to tell you why. He wore a wife beater the whole movie. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, oh. Okay, the nickname of pyrokinetic homeboy notwithstanding, <laughs> I really liked a lot of the setup that we got about El Diablo. 
The setup's great, but nothing pays off, Doge. So, in, and Doge. to be fair, to be fair, I am grading on a pretty serious curve for this movie. Like a super pump for this movie is like just a in any other movie. Okay, that makes um, sense. But El Diablo is set up to be the emotional and thematic heart of this movie. I think you're exactly right. And the story that we should get with El Diablo is uh, when they're in the bar and he tells everybody like. You know, I, it's because of me that my family's dead. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, he's like, obviously, obviously super distraught about it. And Harley tells him, own that S word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, you killed your family. That's you. You did it. Own it. Um, the, the, what that sets up is the thematic message that we are nothing more than the stories that we tell ourselves. And if in those stories we're the villain, we're going to believe that we are evil. And so the, what they're trying to give us with, with El Diablo is he's telling himself this story. Really, he couldn't control it. And he's blaming himself for these past actions. And, and he need, that's why he's not using his powers. It's not, it's not well done. <laughs> I'll give it this. See, it's, it's very poorly done. What you just said is dope. What you just said is cool. And that's where I wanted him to go. Yeah. The, the reason that I hate him is because it was just like, here's all this potential. It's going to be so cool. Psych. And we lied to you. Maybe that's, maybe that's why I give him a super pump is because <laughs> while I was watching this movie, I did turn my brain off. Like it was the engine of a fast and yeah. a furious car. <laughs> just turned my brain right off. Another movie obsessed with family. Yeah. Fast and Furious. Well, I mean, this is really like, and I'm so sorry if you love Fast and Furious out there. We don't have the same taste There's a great movies. podcast out there for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's other better places to spend your time. <laughs> but this is, really is like the Fast and the Furious movies of superhero movies, I feel like. Yeah. But worse. Sponsored yeah. by Spencer's. Spencer's Gifts. Spencer's Gifts and Hot, hot topic. topic. Yeah. 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 Literally. Yeah. Well, going around the time of that bar scene, I'm glad you brought that up because while they're on their way to kind of ending up in that bar, when we're first introduced to the threat of Enchantress making zombie soldiers, is that a power that she has? By making out with every single one of them. Right. Just, which is cool. Throwing that in there. Um, Which which, which takes a little bit longer than you would hope to make an army. When, When we <laughs> just making so an true, army, actually. we can make an army of a million people. But first, you have to kiss every single <laughs> one of them. What's her KPMs? <laughs> What's her kiss, kiss per minute? minute? <laughs> How many can she make? But when we're first introduced to the alien zombie terror soldiers, yep. My I call super them mud pump, boys in my notes. My super pump actually mud boys. Mud boys. They look like it. they're made of That's mud, good. and like little bubbles are popping on them. See, I felt like it looked like they had four hundred eyes. Yeah. But I don't know. My super pump actually occurs in this moment. And it's the scene of Deadshot on top of the cop car, yeah. taking out all yeah, of the mud boys. That so cool. It scene. was the only, and I'm, I mean this genuinely from the bottom of my heart, it was the only 30 seconds of the entire movie that I didn't want to turn it off. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Oh, yeah. I'm I hated every moment of the movie yeah. except this moment because in that moment, I was like, Deadshot's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Deadshot's not kind of cool. Will Smith isn't cool. I wasn't watching Will Smith. I wasn't watching a cool moment of Deadshot, like having a cool snappy comeback. I was watching Deadshot be Deadshot and he was going crazy, (laughs) like firing off like nobody. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. And then it ends and it was right back to slogging through the mud of this movie. I'm glad you brought that up because an interesting thing that I noticed watching through this movie is that the action scenes in this movie of which there are three or four, maybe like big action set pieces. 
they don't have any internal momentum. No, like the action, yeah. the action and the fighting in this movie just kind of happens until it doesn't anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and just until it stops. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it makes it like you said a slog to yeah, sit through. I completely yeah. agree. I want to go to the bar because we talked about the bar scene. Yeah. Um. So this is the scene where they're like, "We're here for a different reason. You've been hiding it." And he explains Enchantress and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, "You can kill me. I'm getting a drink." And then they all leave to go get a drink and have that one bonding moment where yeah, apparently yeah. they walk out of their family. Um, well, you know, you know why though. Well, Actually, I want to see what I think you might be about to say. What I have to say. About I don't know because my, my my biggest thing was why did Katana go with them, dude? Why is Katana in this yeah, movie? Who, 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 who is Katana? I literally have a note that says, "Wait, why is Katana here?" <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I know these comic books were written by old white guys in a very different time. Why is it okay in 2016 to have Katana as a character named Katana <laughs> in this movie? Well, and she gets introduced halfway through the movie and oh, they yeah, literally give Katana. her like, oh, that's Katana. She's a good guy. She's got my back. Her, her swords carry the souls of her enemy. All right, here we go. We're back <laughs> to Suicide Squad. We just see her like like a quarter mile away and she's like, like in a corner, has her sword out crying and they're just like, the guy who killed her husband used that sword. She talks to him sometimes. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> what? That's this movie. This movie is like, wait, real quick. Um, so here's what's going on. Let's Here keep going. Go. Okay, let's go. Let's go again. And, and, and while, we're, while we're in this bar scene talking about things that don't make sense, there are two, I will call them moderately sized uh, plot points that make zero sense to me. One I don't even want to touch on because there's no point because there's no reasoning it away. And it is... Why on earth was Amanda Waller in the city in the first place? Why is their whole mission to get her out? That's the dumbest thing. But next, <laughs> next. I actually don't remember why she's in the city. I don't either. I feel confident. I don't know that there's they, they the don't, reason. Oh no, she was there to study Enchantress. So why I, did they, why was Enchantress in the city? Why did they plan for Enchantress to turn evil? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But the thing that I want to focus in on for just a second: mm-hmm. Why did Rick Flag? Have all of Deadshot's letters oh in his gosh. pocket the whole time. Why did he bring them with him? That's what I'm saying. Like, why was he just like, "You're free to go." She writes you one every day, <laughs> like <laughs> every day. What? Yeah, I was saving these in case we had like a moment later. <laughs> <laughs> I was just really like, hoping we could get closer to each other on this trip, and I could give these to I you. I was watching you back at Bellroom. I felt like you know maybe we could uh, just. You I got to get my hick voice right. Hold on, you're a little sad. I felt like maybe you and I could have like a connection or something, and I don't know. I think you're pretty cute. Uh, <laughs> just like, it's just like, hey, buddy, here's your letters. You just got a letter. You just got a letter. And, and I still got a letter. <laughs> You'll never guess who they're from. It's your daughter. It's your daughter. She writes you one every day. Well, every well, day. And Katana comes in and she's a good guy. Why does she go with the bad guys? The bad it guys was go to protect Rick Flag, like, I guess. I have a costume. No, here's a better I'm question. I'm going with for the you. costume people. Here's a better question for you. Does Katana have any line in this movie? Any what? Lines in this movie. I don't think she talks. Besides the, the, in, sobbing over her yeah. husband's sword. In a different language, I think, right? I don't mm-hmm. think she says anything, does she? Yeah, it's in a different language. Is I yeah. Why yeah. is she in this movie? And, yeah, and it makes no sense why she's in this movie. Oh, while we're on this subject, there's there's also a moment where Rick Flag tells Deadshot. Once we get inside, you're going to cut and run. Just watch. He literally can't. Yeah. That's the point of the Suicide Squad. 
The entire point of the group that he's in is that keeping him from doing that. Not an option for him. So Rick, that's literally like handcuffing somebody to a table and being like, you're going to walk right over there. As soon as I turn my back, you're going to get away. Just watch. It's like, you can't. It's ridiculous. While we're talking about Rick flag, um, who I, I don't, I don't care. It wasn't about Tom Rick Hardy Flagg. supposed to play that. He role? was supposed to play, and that would have been way better. But I'm so glad he wasn't in this movie to associate yeah. Same, with this you movie. Know, you know why he bailed on the movie? Because he read it. Yes. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> Literally, he read the script and was like, "I don't think so. <laughs> I think I won't be doing that one." Well, and he could have won an Oscar, though. You guys, well, could have been the second of a, Oscar of this movie. Part well, of an Oscar-winning David Ayer picture. And there were so many people that I read interviews with that were like, "I wasn't sure about the movie, but once I found out that David Ayer was directing, I wanted to be a part of anything that he did." And it's just like, really? I've not seen Fury. Is Fury good? I've never seen Fury. And to be honest, Suicide Squad almost spoils David Ayer in my <laughs> mind. Like, it's just like, I don't know that I want to like Fury I, because I don't want to like something that came from this man's hands. I'm curious <laughs> how much of this, how much of this movie is David Ayer's fault? No, I, I bet very minimal. It, being realistic, there's no way that the other ones also are this bad. And it's just like suddenly That's David Ayer was bad. I, I can tell you why, or one of the reasons why it was so bad was because they, like, I'll, you know, I'll contrast it with Deadpool. This movie started with a release date. Yeah. And then they got the actor, or sorry, then they got the director and the, started writing the script, started casting yeah. characters. Deadpool, on the opposite, they started with the script. Yeah, and they said we have to get this through. Please, we have to get this to a studio. And the studio Fox was like, mm, "I don't think so." And then they finally We're like pushed, make Origins Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. constantly pushed through because they had such a good script. Yeah. This was the exact opposite. They had a release date, so they're like, "Hey, the movie has to come out now Gosh, we because we it, yeah. planned from two to 2045 because everyone <laughs> wants these movies." So here you go. And so that was one of the huge reasons that I've read that yeah. the movie just didn't turn out. The yeah. other thing that they did for this movie is they understandably panned over the less than stellar word of mouth reaction that BVS got. Yeah. Um, and they brought in the the company that cut the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. To they, cut the full movie? To cut the movie. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, Which is why they, the movie feels like a trailer. Yeah. yeah. The well, they all do. That's true. That's <laughs> kind of a like kind of decent. But this one more than most. There is like roughly 1,000 songs in this movie and they are all so very on the nose. We're introduced to Bell Rev in Louisiana and the song that plays is House of the Rising Sun. There is a house in New Orleans they yep. call the Rising Sun. Harley attacks a mud creature with her bat, and the lyric that does that plays when she says that is swing, batter, batter, swing. Uh, Harley and the Joker are demonstrated as being in love, and the lyric that plays while they're doing that is, I need a gangster to love me better. Like, it's just so very on the nose. And, and let me hit you with this, because I'm so thrilled that you brought this up, because my super dump for this movie <laughs> is the soundtrack. Yeah. I There was never a time, even the original soundtrack stuff, there was never a time where music played that I wasn't immediately drawn out of the movie. Yeah. yeah. But I want to contrast it very, very briefly with Baby Driver, another movie yeah. whose soundtrack is completely on the nose for the entirety of the movie. But in Baby Driver, the movie was clearly written around that concept. Yeah. It was written to have music kind of fuel what was happening in the movie. Yeah. That's an important plot point. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think in Suicide Squad, not that they 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 occurred completely separate times, so it's not that Suicide Squad was copying, but I think they were attempting to do a similar vibe where it was like, haha, the music said swing batter and she swung she a swung bat. Her bat. But ultimately what it ended up doing is is 
what it was, which is looking like a movie that was shot. And then somebody was like, I bet that song would be funny. Yeah. Here. They, they, yeah. they totally filmed the movie and then watched Guardians of the, Guardians of the Galaxy every day for a year. And yeah. they were like, this works. Like we, we found what works. Yes. Yeah. Put pop culture songs in every scene. It's so full of pop culture references in general. I was honestly shocked when they didn't save the world with a fidget spinner and dabbing. <laughs> I, I was expecting them to pull out fidget spinners and throw them at Enchantress and be like, here's my vape, here's my fidget spinner, and you're going down, lady. And they ride up to her on hoverboards. And razor scooters and kick flips. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I fully was just, every moment I was waiting for somebody to be like, Ha ha ha, just like that one Wiz Khalifa song. And then look directly in the camera and yep. be like, get it? She's gonna be like, when we're done with this, I'm gonna go home and play Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> like, goodness gracious. This movie brought to you by Domino's Pizza. Better ingredient. That's Papa John's. Whatever. Um, I, I wanna. An, another confusing thing for me was uh, is it Scott Eastwood? Yeah. Yeah. Clint Eastwood's son! Clint, and, and, and he. He looks like he should be. It looks like he tried out for Rick Flag. Yeah, and they were like, "But we need him in the movie because he's so attractive we'll just, and we'll so funny." Yeah, we'll, we'll just put, put, him put him next to Rick Flag. I have no idea what his purpose in the movie for an actor like that. It was to get blown up in a sewer. Do you guys remember when we all thought he was going to be Nightwing? Did he? Get, yeah. Did he get blown up? Yeah. Yeah. They, that's why the they sewer. were like, they were like, blow it now, and he's like, okay. Yeah. Which is why. Again, I, I was confused in that scene because I was like, wouldn't the bomb hit him? But they just did. never addressed, well, addressed it. How did Croc survive? Here's my thing. Well, I guess Croc by himself to plant the bomb. You can't trust him, though. He's the swim guy. You can't trust mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. To be fair, we all know that bombs don't hurt crocodiles. That's fair. So maybe that's how he survived. <laughs> that's true. Well, I don't know how uh, <laughs> we can ever believe anyone's dead in this movie because <laughs> Amanda Waller is about to get something yeah. by Enchantress, something crazy, all these laser tentacles, and she's like, do your worst. And then it cuts, and at the end she comes out, she's like, ha, you thought I was dead? Well, and we're like, well, we thought Croc was dead, so I guess no one guess died. In the deleted scenes of the movie, if you watch carefully, she is actually killed, but when she hits the ground, dirt begins to float oh, all around yeah, her. You're right. And that is actually how we know that she lives, because she her dirt Superman. float powers activate in that moment. She's Superman. Yeah, Clark she is Kent Superman. is dead when he comes comes back, he's going to be Superman by day, Amanda Waller by night. Which, by the way, if we're talking about plot holes, when Deadshot finds out that his daughter has been writing him letters on a daily basis, shouldn't that knowledge enable him to just fly directly <laughs> to Enchantress? So true. That's two callback jokes in a row. <laughs> Thank you very much. Guys, go back and watch our previous episodes if you want to be up to date with what is going on on two chunks and a half. And just hate it a little less. <laughs> I want to throw out my super dump. Please, because it, it. it is a It's a plot hole that I've seen in several movies that was incredibly huge in this movie. Uh, we see Enchantress who uh, awakens her brother, brother boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he becomes this giant bro and the first scene we see him and he's in the uh railroads yeah station, like the subway like the subway and he does this thing with his arm which he does a lot in the movie which is like and he just kills everybody right yeah i mean willy-nilly not hard at all he's leveling people yeah but then you get him to the climax where he's fighting our our beloved main characters and he is terrible yep he's like uh, she's like, brother, end them. And he's like, doo -doo 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 -doo. and they're like, dodge. And you're like, how did they? He literally wiped out like yeah. 40 people God. 20 minutes ago. But then when it's Harley, he's like, I can't uh, do it. No, uh, 
oh, he even he drop kicks dead shot. Yep. Yeah. He has the power to go dead. Yep. But instead, he's like, wait, this is the main character to the right. All right. I got to just kick, kick him. I got to kick him real I friendly. Hated Let this. me hit you with the other reason that I can't stand uh, El Diablo, and it's the opposite side of this same coin. This movie does one of my least favorite things that movies ever do, which is the like, let me go all out just this one time. <laughs> and it's like, dude. If you could turn into a giant fire demon this whole movie, Let's send why did you wait until right no, no, no. now? Send him in by himself. Seriously. That's what I'm saying. Like th- this, this trope in movies where it's like, <laughs> it, the joke One. is always just like, forgive me, master, but let me go out just this once. <laughs> it's like, why? Why? If your powers were that strong the whole time, why didn't you do it from the beginning? Like in, B- like in BVS when he's like, I'm going to, I know kryptonite like kills me, <laughs> but, but this once one just this once, just this once. It's just these two sides of this coin where on one side, it's like villains are suddenly weaker when the main characters walk in. Yes. And then the other side of the coin is main characters are suddenly stronger when the movie's almost ended. Yeah. And did you notice that on the same, on the same token, at the end of the like 45 minute fight scene, because half of it was in slow motion, <laughs> um, Enchantress goes, enough. And all Takes of their, their weapons. weapons. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Do that before. <laughs> it's like, you could have done that the whole time. It makes no sense. <laughs> I literally, I'm not kidding. I wrote a note down that said, could she have done that at the beginning? <laughs> enough, dude. And then her brother goes, and they just die. Seriously. They could have done they that. They could have walked in the door and she could have been like, and all your weapons it, and big brother you know murder. What it, you know what it felt like? Uh, like a two stage boss fight at yes, the end of like a Mario it game. Did. It felt like a boss fight from a video because game. Because at the very end of it, she goes, I don't do this with everybody that fights with me, but I'm going to offer you mercy one last time. Dude. Join me and we can rule the galaxy <laughs> father and son. Is she the dumbest person? Because Harley comes up and is like, um, I'm thinking about it. Could I potentially <laughs> join you, please? And Enchantress is like, yes, my child. Yes, come join me. Yes. Literally, those are the exact lines. That's her exact voice. <laughs> I'm thinking about joining you. Yes, my child. Yes. Yes, come join me up here. And then Harley's like, except for one thing. You messed with my friends. And then I threw up <laughs> out my nose, passed out, woke up this morning <laughs> And cried myself back to sleep. <laughs> it is just the worst. You guys are talking me out of this movie. <laughs> I liked it. When I, I finished it and I, I said to my wife, I was like, that wasn't as bad as I remember it. Being. Hey, I actually have one big thing that really frustrates me from a DC standpoint. Yeah. One? Well, this is the biggest one for the movie. Cut. The complete waste of the Ace Chemicals scene. Yep. Where they become Joker, or where she becomes Harley Quinn. Yes. Yeah. Ace Chemicals is, um, for those of you that aren't super in the know about comics, um, Ace Chemicals is actually where the Joker kind of becomes the Joker um, in a lot of stories where he falls into chemicals that bleach his skin and turn his hair green. Well, a lot of Batman's the one who yeah, and a lot, yeah, a lot pushes of times. him in. And, and, and it's just this place. This isn't a DCEU Batman. <laughs> yeah, like, it's you, an accidental push. You stole a burrito, you deserve to die. <laughs> but it's, it's this place full of rich DC history and like yeah. very intense emotional moments and life changes 
change for some of these characters. And it's a place that Joker takes Harley back to, um, out of manipulation, honestly, to tell her like, I want to make you look more like me so that you and I will be bonded forever because he's manipulating her into thinking that she needs him. And it's this impactful place. And honestly, it's kind of DC comics, sacred grounds almost where like, if you see Ace chemicals, something big's going to happen going down. Yeah. And it just got turned into this weird music video for this. What ya? I need a gangster. Yeah. Would you die for me? And just fall. And like the, it was just so odd. And, yeah. and at, as less a moviegoer and more a DC comics fan, I was personally offended yeah. by that. Okay. Scene. I think that's maybe you're hitting on a good distinction. That's important for me to draw before I ruin any credibility by claiming to like this movie. Even a little bit. <laughs> as a moviegoer, this is not the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. As a DC Comics fan, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. All right. All DC right. Comics fan, this deeply transgressed against everything that I hold valuable. Yeah, well, and I think about that the Ace Chemical scene again with the kind of Easter eggs that are scenes. Yeah, I, I mean. I know what Ace Chemicals is. I know how Joker becomes Joker. But what does that look like to someone who does not have a knowledge of comics? It's just oh, like yeah. she fell in a, a, a big thing of paint. Yeah, it, it looked like paint. More importantly. And where did the blue and red come from? And that's their clothes. Wait. Their clothes melt off of them. That that I wrote that down in my notes. Why do their clothes melt off of them and their skin and hair does not? It was so weird. Yeah. And, and, and I can't imagine being someone who doesn't watch comics. I would hate to be that ostracized by a movie that I just went in because I'm like, oh, it's like a Batman, like a, you know, like a Joker like a fun movie. Thing. And I go fair. and I'm like, what is going on? But to be fair, as somebody who reads a lot of comics, <laughs> yeah. I still, still spent the that. whole movie going, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Nothing made sense. There's no point to this. Nothing in the universe changes in any significant way except for in the pre-credit scene at the very 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 end yeah and even then that is an affront to everything i know about batman even then that's another trailer for justice league it is and it's also batman buying information that he already had from lex's computer yeah yeah he bought the information for a second time it totally is well and and i want to in the climax of this scene you can tell they tried to make this compelling argument to join Enchantress or whatever, where she gives them these these hallucina- hallucinations like visions yeah, of yeah. a life kind of, of thing. a life that they yeah. want, and El Diablo comes and is like, "Guys, it's not real." And you're like, "Did they think it was real? <laughs> yeah. Like, were they like, this is real? This is real life?" I, like, I think they were trying to be fighting like a, Enchantress, but well, now I teleported. Suddenly, twenty seconds later, I'm married to the Joker, and he doesn't look like the Joker, and we have a baby. Well, and and I think the one that made me furious <laughs> was they I, I like the idea of Deadshot hates Batman. Yeah. And I think that's pretty pretty close to the comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think he should hate him. But that wasn't really Batman's fault. Like Batman was kind of doing what Batman does. Yeah. And he was like, I killed the bat. And you're like, why is that his why is why, that why his is vision? not coming back with his family? That's, yeah. that's my that seriously, that's something I wrote down in my notes. Why does Deadshot care so much about killing Batman that that is his vision instead of his vision is him with his back family, with his daughter, <laughs> yeah. which has been his character motivation the whole up time to and after this thirty second moment? Uh, I killed the bat though. I got. Oh, I have man. to join her, and he's like, "It's not real, guys." And they're like, "Yeah, he's probably he's probably right. <laughs> we should fight him." It's not real. It's yeah. it. Th- this movie is something else. It really is. It. 
make it makes absolutely no sense. It is the timeline is so strange. Uh, there's apparently a significant enough gap for uh, between when Enchantress tries to rise to power and when the actual confrontation happens. There's enough time for her to destroy an entire city, but huh. not enough time for them to come up with any other game plan besides send these six people in. <laughs> And there are countless situations where people definitely should have died that didn't, such as their helicopters being flipped over. Uh, their helo. Uh, sorry, their helos being yeah, flipped the over. Birds, the birds um, are being and, flipped. And one, one other thing that I want to point out specific to helos, if Amanda Waller had a backup plan to destroy Joker's helo, why did she offer Deadshot his freedom to snipe her when she could have just shot the helo down in the first place? And why didn't he have consequences for disobeying her? Exactly. Isn't this yeah. whole movie based on if you disobey me, I kill you? I will explode your head with a neck bomb. Except, yeah. except for when like, you're like the main... If, unless you're, you're not like, Slipknot. If, if you're played by Will Smith, you don't get to die. Well, And if they wanted to shock people, they should have killed somebody much bigger with the bomb in the beginning. Yeah. Because from yeah, the so, moment someone that the movie we at starts, least know. Yeah. From the moment it starts, you're like, it's going to be that guy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be the guy we just got introduced to that just punched a woman yeah. and was called him. Uh, yeah. Why wasn't uh, it Boomerang? It should have been Boomerang. Well, in, in, I, I wouldn't have cared about Boomerang either. But at least that sets him up because <laughs> at when least we he meet something. him, he's the loud mouth butthole. Yeah. And like kind of just stays that way for the whole movie. The only direction to take his character, if you don't want to redeem him, is to explode his neck for trying to escape. And what was his motivation for going back for the final scene? Because they're in the bar scene, and Will Smith's like, all right, I'm going to end this, and we're going to get credit, and my, and my daughter's going to know that I did something good. And then Harley Quinn's like, you got anything better to do? And she walks out, and I'm like, okay, if if Boomerang is who he's been this whole movie, he, he was going to bail. He, he's he, gone. he legitimately had already left. That's true. That but then he shows back up when drinking he beer. Back? When did he come back? He comes they're walking he, he down comes the street. He comes walking down the street and he just joins. Yeah, he comes back on the slow motion scene uh, where they're all walking mm-hmm. for twelve minutes. And it looks like <laughs> M Monsters Inc. when they enter the scare floor. <laughs> it literally does. It literally does. And he walks in and chugs a beer and then just tosses it. And uh, like you said, it's like we're supposed to be like yeah, beer. Funny. Classic. <laughs> hey, that's classic. If there's one thing I know about Captain Boomerang, he's going to drink beer. And more then like throw Captain. It. More like Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomer Boomer drink. I literally had to Google if Jai Courtney was even actually Australian because of how terrible he sounded. Yes. He is literally from Australia. Why does he sound like he's not? I know. I I was like, this is the worst Australian accent I've ever (laughs) heard. And I opened up Google and typed in, where's Jai Courtney from? He's, He's from Australia. He is an Australian man. So honestly, we could spend pretty easily spend another hour just beating this movie into the ground. <laughs> there, there are, this is one of the few movies I've ever seen where I can honestly say I can probably count the things I like about it on one hand and could fill a novel with everything I dislike. Yep. Uh, I, this, this might <laughs> oh, genuinely no. be my least favorite movie, not the worst movie I've ever seen, but my least favorite movie I've ever seen. Put it. Um, and, and it's still a terrible movie in my opinion too, but yeah. just like for my opinions, I think it's just one of one of, if not the worst, yeah. but before we move on to rating, I do feel the need to point out that David has not used his super pump yet for this David, movie. What was your favorite thing about this movie? If you could take one thing from this movie and expand it into its own entire movie, <laughs> if you could put it in every other movie you watch forever. I'm just kidding. Okay. The only, the only scene that I thought, okay, this is, I think, I think that was a good twist. It didn't, it didn't explain anything and they didn't really explain why Amanda Waller was in the building, but I like that she was the one that they were saving, but they didn't know that. I thought that yeah. was a cool twist to be like, yeah. Hey, you're going in the city, you're rescuing someone super important and they don't know who it is. And I, I felt like they, 
underplayed that scene. Yeah. I felt like yeah, she, she should have just walked out and they're like, what? Yeah, but yeah. instead they go down and you kind of like pan and you see her and, and, and Deadshot is like, well, it's you. We thought it was Nelson Mandela. Here we go. <laughs> and then he goes, man, she's evil. That's yeah. gangster. That's yeah, literally what, that's he, what says. he says. Uh, that's gangster. gangster. <laughs> so that, that was the scene where I was like, okay, I liked that. But again, that should have been one of the missions that they went on. Or maybe the end mission is you find out the whole time they're actually saving the one person that's trying to kill them. Yeah. That could have been a climax yes. for a movie about yeah, little that, heists. That works if and only if this is this whole Midway City mission is Act 3. Yeah. If Act 1 is a meeting, Act 2 is them going on a whole bunch of missions. Yeah. Well, but, but I even think that instead of trying to go beat the Enchantress, they're just told for your final mission together, you're going to extract somebody from a dangerous situation, and they go in and come to find out it's this woman they all hate, then they can have this moment of hey, we're alone, she doesn't have her button, we could kill her right now and get away with it. And then yeah. they have to overcome this struggle of like, I think we need to do what's right and bring her back. Here's the deal. If you want to, because apparently every DC movie has to have some sort of Justice League trailer. <laughs> if you want to include the Justice League, the Justice League are fighting the big giant world ending threat and the Suicide Squad are sent in. The Justice League doesn't even know they're there. That is literally perfect. The That's Suicide Squad great. are I sent didn't even in think about as that. like an underground, like, hey, you cannot be detected by the Justice League yeah. and you have Behind to retrieve. Yeah. You have to retrieve Waller, but yeah. they don't know it's Waller. That's Dude, good. that would be perfect. Guys. That would even be cool to do if you did a Justice League movie and we have no idea and it's almost a Rogue One yeah. where we go back and we see what was happening behind the scenes. Guys, listen. We have microphones. <laughs> we have cameras. Let's make Let's this make movie. That movie. <laughs> uh, if you work for uh, DC or Warner Brothers, you can contact us at two chunks and a hunk at two chunks and a hunk dot biz. <laughs> no, but for real, you can contact us at two chunks and a hunk at gmail.com. That is a real thing that we have. If you have movie requests, send them there. <laughs> but now that we're kind of wrapping up at the end, yes. I think that it would be a really good idea for us to go ahead and toss a rating out to this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Review us. Review us. Learn us about the scale. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to run us through the scale for rating that we've come up with. In the graphic on our video, we call it the scientific cinema scale. That's and perfect. we've never addressed it as such, but run us through that SCS. Yeah, this is our scientific cinema it's a scale. given. <laughs> yep. Um, so the best thing we can possibly say about a movie um, is own it. Don't lend it. Buy My, that poster. poster. We, <laughs> <laughs> buy that special poster. No, own it. Don't lend it. Buy the poster. That's the best thing we can possibly say. Yeah. Right underneath that, buy the special edition. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a pretty good thing. Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna burn through these good ones because it's not gonna touch anywhere close to that. I don't know, guys. I loved. I did love it. Right so, under uh, that, uh, we're gonna say rent it. You know, don't buy it, don't yeah. own it, but if you get a chance to drop a couple bucks and watch it, it's worth the time. Mm -hmm. uh, right under that is something we call stream it. What we're saying here, don't spend your money. No. For the love of all things good, please don't spend your hard-earned money on this. No. But if it's on Netflix, if it's on Hulu, mm -hmm. if it's on any other streaming service you have. If it's yeah. on Amazon, not, not Wonder Woman, but yeah. actually Amazon. Give yeah. it a shot. Um, right under that is something that we call forget it. Yep. This is a situation where we think we think you'd be better off if you just pushed this movie out of your head, um, kind of forgot that it existed in the first place. <laughs> yep. And then um, the last, the worst thing we can possibly say about a movie is a category that we like to call God hath forsaken us. I need a kiss. <laughs> so, uh, I'd love to not start with my rating this time. Okay, I'll start. Okay. Um, this movie, 
initially when we were talking about it, like last week, when I said I liked every single iteration of the Sharktopus franchise more than I like this movie, <laughs> um, I was fully prepared to give this the first ever two chunks God has forsaken us rating. However, after rewatching it, <laughs> I'm I honestly I've been waffling between <laughs> between forget it and stream it. Dosh! Um, this is a great okay okay. Let's imagine this scenario. You are bored. You have nothing to watch. Honestly, no. Still don't watch Suicide Squad. Forget it. You <laughs> forget this movie for forget sure. It. This gets a forget it for me. I've thought a lot about this, and I'm gonna give it a God hath forsaken us. Because there are some movies that are so bad that you want to watch again just to nitpick how bad it is. This is not one of those movies because I will not watch it again. Yep. Not even for the the humor of going through and picking it apart. Yep. This yep. movie, the Holy Spirit left the room. <laughs> God literally forsook you. It, it is. It is so bad. It is so weird. It is terrible. I would not watch th- this. This will be the last time I watch the movie. Yep. If I go to a party and they're watching it, I'm going to uh, say, I, I'll see you party. later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many better things to do. What is this? Some kind of suicide squad party? <laughs> I would say that. And then, then I'd walk leave. out. <laughs> and then call the police. And then on the way out, you'd hear, I need a case. <laughs> so. David. Doge. Yes. Viewers. Oh, you chunkies out our there. Our chunkies. <laughs> I will be joining David by rating this movie God hath forsaken <laughs> why did, us. Why did that feel so much like I just got voted off my own <laughs> podcast? <laughs> We're going to have to go with David. Doge, I'm sorry. You get one last song to close us out. And you know what it would be? Y'all beautiful. I or that one. I mean, that's <laughs> no, Doge, you are the weakest chunk. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, this movie, um, there, oh, there, there are not enough bad things I could say about it, to be very honest with you. Um, I don't think anybody should watch it. I think even if you haven't seen it, uh, assuming you didn't watch it just to listen to this, as I have been told some people are already doing, which thank you. But if you, if you've listened to this episode without watching it, I'm being genuine when I say, do yourself a favor and just go to the doctor on purpose instead. (laughs) Give yourself a cavity and go to the dentist for fun. They say that experience is the best teacher. No, it's the cruelest teacher. It is. Don't let experience, don't experience this movie. Let our experience save you. Let let our sacrificial experience of watching this movie for you. We just took a bullet for you guys. Save you. Unlike what Batman would have done for the small, innocent child at the beginning of this movie, we did take a bullet for you viewers. (laughs) And that bullet was watching this movie. This is the second time that I have watched Suicide Squad in my life. And if I have anything to say about it, it will be the last time I ever view this movie. However, if any of you guys out there are Team Doge, uh, <laughs> apparently this is my new favorite movie. Watch it. Tweet hashtag Doge was robbed. Uh, and we can live tweet it. We'll talk about it. I'll start my own podcast. It's going to be a really great time. I am being real when I say, if you like this movie, text me or email me because I want to know. I'm, I'm not even joking. I want to know what it is. I want to know what I missed that you saw in this movie. I'm going to text you right now. <laughs> Please. 
Oh, goodness. But um, I'm sure that there are some of you that are like, this is my favorite movie. Don't. <laughs> like something better. Hey, check your I just room. got a text message. I wonder who that's from. Let me check it out. Let's see what it is. This text message is, <laughs> it says Diablo ruled. <laughs> I liked him. I liked him. Well, apparently not enough to call him by his full name, El Diablo. Anyway, the, di- the Diablo. as we're closing up this episode, um, I think we should close with some brief, brief, brief uh, final thoughts. I'll go first. I loved this movie. I'm going to get every frame of it tattooed on my body. <laughs> um, and I'm going to start going by El Suicide Squado. <laughs> And then when I leave places, I'm just going to write by in fire <laughs> above myself. I think uh, just save yourself the time. Don't watch the movie. And it's so sad that this is the third movie we've been given that was a good concept to start with that they just completely <laughs> ruined. Um, but this one was the worst. Yeah. This one it was the worst yep. DC movie that we've been given so far. Doge, your time was up. Do not stop. <laughs> I think Batman vs. Superman was worse. No. Not a chance. It was worse. <laughs> hey, that's, you can have opinions. Hey, I'm going to let you finish, but Batman vs. <laughs> Superman had the worst superhero movie of all year. Um, yeah, I mean, just do yourself a favor and do anything besides watch this. Do it, Just do anything on the planet besides watch this movie. Um, just don't. Don't even waste your time. I'm like, bye, guys. <laughs> bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, if I if I had to watch and talk about a terrible movie, there's nobody I'd rather do it with than my two boys and my chunk nation. <laughs> chunk nation. Oh, the chunkies, let me hear you say, yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chunk nation. Chunk-nish. My chunkies. My chunkies. But uh, but anyway, uh, next week, we will be reviewing, watching and reviewing the DC film Wonder Woman. Mm, I and have not seen that yet. Yeah. Doge has, this will be Doge's first time watching it. Can you it believe it? It will be it? our second times watching it. Um, and good news. If you love... I'm just kidding. I don't like that one either. But we'll get there. <laughs> so... Uh, if you've been watching and listening, we're so thankful. Yeah. We love you guys. Chunk Nish. Uh, you guys are seriously the best. We've heard <laughs> such wonderful things, and we're so thankful for that encouragement. I guess now's as good a time as any. Uh, for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. I'm Doge. And I'm David. I need a gangster. It's a singer of 30 seconds to Mars. Hey, the show just ended, so if you're still listening, thanks so much. But also, why are you still here? <laughs> it's over. Go home. But while we have you here, if you want to shout out on our next episode, then post about us on social media, hashtag official chunky. That's C-H-U-N-K-Y. And with this knowledge, you, you too can fly. That works. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.